0: With me to Malachi chapter three and verse seven. Malachi chapter three, verse seven. If you don't know where Malachi is, if you know where Matthew is, it's the book before Matthew. A number of years ago, God was dealing with my heart and He was working on me. And I'd I'd heard a message and realized I was lost, and I had I had been struggling with it and. And finally, I came to the point where I surrendered completely to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and I put my trust in Him. And it's hard for me to describe in words what God has done for me since. Um, When you give to God, He gives to you far and above. Uh, He is a good and a holy and a faithful God. And I've been so richly blessed Uh, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if a man seeks to keep his life, he'll lose it. If he will lose his life for my sake, he'll find it. So part of our our living this life on this world is a consistent laying of ourselves down in service, in giving, in whatever it is that God lays upon our hearts to bring honor and glory to his name. Um, The scripture here in in, in Malachi chapter 3 is dealing with an Israelite people that is being rebellious to God in the area of giving. Um, And you know, I'm convinced that you and I, as God's people, we need to give. Uh, And and I believe that we need to give 10%. I believe that. At least 10%. Um, Some people say, well, you know... The Bible in the New Testament doesn't commend us to tithe. That's true. Jesus does say to the Pharisee, hey, you should you know, do the weightier matters of the law, but continue to give your tithe. But uh, as far as a specific command to tithe, you don't find it in the New Testament. However, I believe God wants us to do it. Because think about this for a second. Jesus declared all, all foods clean. So did uh, the incident with Peter and the incident with Paul. Uh, Paul tells us we don't have to be a part of Jewish feasts or Jewish Jewish holy days. That that's not part of the requirements given to us as Christians. And we're not under the law. We're under a new covenant. And I I recognize that. But but think about this for a second. If you read Matthew chapter 5 and you see what Jesus says about the law, as he goes through these different points of the law, he says, you have heard... Don't commit adultery, but I tell you, if a man looks with a, at a woman with lust, he's committed adultery in his heart. You have heard, don't commit murder, but I tell you, if a man says, you fool, he's in danger of hellfire. Jesus turned the, the ratchet up. He said, if you want to be a part of the kingdom of God, your obedience needs to go beyond the outward requirement to the desire of the heart. Well, if that is the case, and if that is the case for every, every part of our life, that we're to give from the heart, and we're to, to give in a greater commitment under the new covenant, how could we be giving less under the new covenant than we were giving under the old? It makes no sense. Plus, there's, there's multiple scriptures that talk about the fact that God uses the finances of his people To continue the work of the ministry in that local setting and around the world. To provide for the needs of God's people. And so these things are are still realities under the new covenant. And by the way, uh, the fact that there is no command in the New Testament doesn't negate the fact that there's also nothing that tells us we don't need to tithe. So one writer put it this way. If God is silent on it, don't you think that the starting point would be at least where the Old Testament left off. I think that makes sense. Uh, the Scripture uh, tells us that we're to have a heart that is cheerful to give. In the New Testament, it tells us if we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. If we sow bountifully, we reap bountifully. These are Scriptures that are across the board. By the way, I put, a, I put a little handout here if you're curious or to get some extra credit. You don't have to get extra credit, but There's some stuff here on the front pew that you can look at that that talks about this relationship between the Old Testament and the New Testament and tithing. I believe we should tithe. I think with the greater blessings, tithing was supposed to be an expression of gratitude in the Old Covenant. Should we be less grateful under the New Covenant than we were under the Old Covenant? I think not. To me, it's a moral issue. Scripture talks about morality, the morality of what we do with our money. If we, uh, if if you're a man in, in in this room today, the scripture says you're to provide for your family, and if you don't do it, it's a sin against God. Uh, if you are here today, and and there's somebody in need, and God lays it on your heart to minister to that person, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, "Inasmuch as you've done it unto one of the least of these, you've done it to me." And He says, "If you feed that hungry person, when I lead you to." feed them. If you you give to that person who's in need when I lead you to give that you'll be blessed and he says I will say come into the the kingdom and what he's talking about is not that you pay your way in but that your giving heart is an evidence of the fact that God has changed you on the inside and you belong to Jesus. So Jesus says if you say uh, no to the giving that God leads you to give you say no to him. Yet as much as you've done it under one of the least of these, you've done it unto me. So there's a, a, a sense of, of Scripture telling us that giving is a moral issue. It's not like sacrificing an animal. It's a moral issue. And guess what? What is right is always right. Amen. And so uh, now we're going to read and he's going to say you were under a curse because they were under the old covenant. And under the Old Covenant, they would be under a curse if they didn't give. You are not under a curse as a, new, as a Christian under the New Covenant. Jesus Christ took your curse at Calvary's cross. And so uh, no one gets into heaven by what they give. Jesus has already paid the price for that. He said, it is finished on Calvary's cross. Everything that had to be paid was paid for you to have a relationship with God and an entrance into heaven when you choose to surrender your life and put your trust in Jesus Christ. That's not the issue. But the issue is, how much of the abundant life do you want to experience? Because even though you can be a Christian and not give, you can't be a Christian in the full blessings of the abundant life without being obedient to God in the area of giving. And so uh, it's my encouragement to you uh, today to, to listen to this with an open heart and open ears to hear what God would say to your heart. Uh, as we we talk about this. Now, uh, under the Old Covenant, they were commanded to give. And uh, blessed if you you obey, cursed if you don't, right? Uh, So uh, Malachi is speaking to them, and he's saying, Look, you have turned away from God, and one of the symptoms of turning away from God in your life is that you have turned away from God in your finances. Jesus said this, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Same kind of concept. So uh, we need to be obedient to God in giving. The title of my message is Exchanging Chastening for Blessing. Because as a Christian, you're not under God's judgment, but you can be chastened by God for disobedience. So look at verse 7, Malachi chapter 3, verse 7. Since the days of your father, you have turned from my statutes. You have not kept them. Return to me. And I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you ask, how can we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. You ask, how do we rob you? By not making the payments of the tenth and the contributions. You are suffering under a curse, yet, yet you, the whole nation, are still robbing me. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not ruin the produce of your land and that your vine in your field will not fail to produce fruit, says the Lord of hosts. Then all the nations will consider you fortunate for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Exchanging, chastening for blessing. What should we do? To exchange chastening for blessing in our lives over the, over the matter of giving. First of all, bring your tithe. Bring your tithe. He says, Bring the full tenth. Verse 10. Tenth tithe. If you've got King James, it says tithe, tithe just means tenth. It's a tenth of your income. Bring your tithe. Bring the full tenth. Um how much does God give us? He gives us everything, doesn't it? Everything we have. 100% of what you make, you make by the grace and the goodness of God. And so the tithe is not saying, well, the 10, 10% is God's and the 90% is mine. No, 100% is God's. God just asks you to honor him by giving 10% and to thank him for what he's done for you by giving 10%. Uh, he says, you have robbed me in tithes and offerings. So it's not just the 10% he's talking about. Whatever God would lay upon your heart to give is what you should be giving as an act of obedience to God. Now, what has God done for us? He There's a song that says, Uh, He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sin away. But now I sing a brand new song. Amazing grace. Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. That is the message of the gospel. I want to tell you something. You could live a thousand lifetimes and you could never repay what God has done for you. And I could never repay what God has done for me. But what we do as an act of worship is we bring the tithe. We bring the tithe. And as we do, we're saying, God, we thank you for your blessing. Uh, God knows that uh, some of you women probably heard when you were, when you were dating uh, the way to a man's heart. Is his stomach, okay? And so you learn to cook, and some of you are great cooks. And we've enjoyed eating your food at church fellowships. Um, but God knows that the way to a man's heart is his wallet. And God knows that if unless you are surrendered financially, you will not be surrendered. And so God says, I invite you to enter into the fullness of what I have for you. But I'm asking you to trust me by giving a tenth. So we need to to, uh, take that step of trust and obedience to God uh, and and give that tenth. Now, then he says something really interesting. Most places in Scripture, it's looked at as a negative thing to test God. Isn't that true? Uh, You know, God said, you've tested me these ten times in the wilderness, you know, and and uh, you're going to die in the wilderness. You, you, you failed to trust me to go in the promised land and so forth. Uh, but here is a case where God tells us to test it. So the first thing we need to do in exchanging ble- uh, chastening for blessing is bring your tithe. But secondly, test your God. Look at what he says in verse 10. Bring the full tenth into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way. God says, I want you to put me to the test in this. I was was looking on the internet this this past week, and I put in stories about tithing or something like that into Google. And uh, it brought up this story of this lady named Molly. It's all about molly.com, I think is what it was. And she shares the story, and she says, you know, she says, I was really struggling financially, and she said, "I'd, I'd heard a message on giving the tithe, and she said, I didn't have it to give. She said, but what I did is after God began to deal with me for several days, I I finally told God, okay, God, I'm going to do this. And I told my friends about it, and they thought I was crazy. They said, you're already struggling. You don't have the money to give this tithe. But she said, I'm going to give it. And so she began to to give her tithe. And uh, she did that for a month. And she said, uh, at the end of that month, She got a bonus at work. And guess what the bonus was for? The exact amount that she had given the whole month in tithes. She said, I had never gotten a bonus before at work. She said, I got three other bonuses that year as I was tithing. She said, and God began to... And then she said, I got a raise. At the end of the year, I got a raise. And God began to bless me. And she said, I was still struggling. I was still... Uh, you know, I was still uh, dealing with some things, but she said, I began to see how God was slowly turning around my finances. And she said, I decided to give more than my tithe. And so she, began, she continued to give. And, and she talks about how at the end of about a year and a half, she got a promotion and she got a new job. And her salary was double what it had been. And, and she says, I'm, I'm continuing. I'm giving you the Reader's Digest condensed version. If you want a blessing, go online and look at it. And she gives a lot of details. But she, she actually saw God completely turn her life around in her finances because she was willing to be obedient to God and to trust him. And she says, I tested him. I heard that, I heard that test me. And I said, I'm going to test God. I'm going to do it. And she found that God is faithful. You believe God's faithful. He, he is. He, I'll tell you what. God will always pass the test. Now what he doesn't say. Let me just say this. What he doesn't say is I'll make you rich. He doesn't promise he'll make you rich. He does promise blessing. But but he says I will be faithful. Test me and see if I'm not faithful to you. So uh, so first of all, what should we do to exchange chastening for blessing? First of all, bring your tithe. Secondly, test your God. Thirdly, expect his blessing. Expect his blessing. Look at the second part of of verse 10. Test me in this way, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. Pour out a blessing for you without measure. What is true blessing? I believe this includes financial blessing. Don't misunderstand me. I I believe God will bless you in your finances if you give. But I think God wants to bless us in more ways than just our pocketbook. I will pour out a blessing without measure or so that there will not be room enough to receive it. Uh, He's talking, I think, about blessing in every area your life. Spiritual blessing, spiritual growth, uh, emotional blessing, physical blessing, financial blessing. You say, well, why do you believe that? Because i look at examples in the Bible where God does that very thing. I'll use the example of Job, just so you don't think I'm being a health-wealth preacher, okay? because Job lost it all. Okay? <laughs> but what does it say at the end of the book of Job? It says that God restored to him double what he had had before. And God blessed him. in every area of his life, from his children to his, his uh, wealth, it was doubled, uh, to his righteousness. And every area of his life was blessed. Why? Because he was faithful. Now, God deals with us in grace. None of us are perfectly faithful. And you say, well, what do I got to do? Pay back all the tithes that I've done in the past? I don't really think it's so much about that as it is just being obedient where you are now. Because God is not so much concerned with with the dollar signs and the zeros and all of that. He's concerned about your heart. And so when you're obedient to him where you are, God will honor that and he will bring blessing to your life, how important to you is it to walk in the joy of the Lord? How is it, how important it is, is it for you to walk in the peace that passes understanding? How important it is, uh, is it to you to have the power of God upon your life? Then obedience is important to you, and obedience includes obedience in the area of giving. Um, so expect that blessing. Um, I know um, Sherry and I went through a time uh, I was getting out of the military and um, we had we had gone on faith. We'd moved to the Dallas area and uh, I gotten sep- I got my separation papers uh, approved in the military and so forth. so I got out and uh, and, and we had already put down a down payment uh, for the apartment because we believed that it was God's will and he was going to do it. That came through and everything. But uh, the first week after I got my separation, because neither one of us had a job, I, got a, I, I called the school and I said, uh, uh, would you put me on your list for, uh, to contact to be a, a staff person uh, in a church? And they and, uh, and said, well, we had a church coming here this morning. Here's the phone number. And so I called them. The next Sunday I was there if you recall, and they called me, but, but it was a part-time position, and we were going through a difficult time financially in our lives, and and I can remember uh, putting off, you know, well, we put it off, and, you know, maybe we could, and stuff would start going wrong, a card breakdown and stuff, yeah, and, but finally, we, we decided we're going to do this, we're going to tie, that's going to be the first thing we do, and uh, one morning, Sherry, Sherry came to me, and she said, I don't know, if we tithe, I don't know how we're going to get groceries today. And I said, well, we're going to tithe. And um, we, we gave her tithe that morning, and then that Sunday night, um, they, they had forgotten, they had a tradition where they would, uh, they call, I guess it's called pounding, is that right? And uh, and, and they uh, they told us after church, come downstairs, we've got something for you. And there sitting on the counter were 16 bags of groceries. And in the bags were gift cards to different grocery stores. Can I tell you something? God is faithful. God is faithful. Um, Expect his blessing. Trust him to help you. That's the next thing you need to do. Bring your tithe. Test your God. Expect his blessing. Finally, trust his help. I love this scripture. Verse 14. Verse 14. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not ruin the produce of your land. Now this could be looked at in a couple of different ways. It could be looked at as the chastening of God because he did say you're under a curse. Uh, But it could could also be looked at as as just the natural, you've heard of Murphy's Law? Some of you probably said Murphy's Law. Here it is again, Murphy's Law. I will rebuke The devourer for you, so not ruin the produce of your land, the vine in your field. What is God saying? I will be on your team. I'll take care of you. I'll make the ninety percent go farther than the hundred percent would have gone. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Sherry Sherry likes to go out and shop. You know, a lot of women do. Uh, We. we were we were talking this week, and uh, Robert complimented me on my shirt, and and it is a nice shirt, Robert. I have to say, you know, it's, I like it. Anyway, uh, but we were we were uh, we were talking about the shirt, and I said, well, how much do you think we paid for this? He said, well, that's a polo shirt. He said, I bet you paid a good amount of money. He said, yeah. he said, you, where'd you get it? And I told him the d- discount place, and he said, well, uh, and he g- he gave me his guess. And I told him, I said, $7. Can I tell you something? God's taking that 90% and he's stretching it. God's faithful. He will take care of you. He says, I'll rebuke the devourer. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come, you might have life, and you might have it abundantly. The devil wants to destroy you. The devil was behind Job's loss, wasn't he? God allowed something in his life for a season of time to test Job, but at the end of that season of time, what did God do? He rebuked the devourer. He'd given the devil some leeway. He said, buddy, your, your freedom is past. And Job was given double what he had before God says, as you are obedient to me, I'll be faithful to you. Trust me for my help. Who would you rather have help you with your finances? An expert at one of these financial places? Or God himself? I'll tell you who I want on my team. God himself. I'm not saying you can't talk to experts. I'm just saying God is the best ally you can have with your finances. What did Jesus tell Peter? Peter said, should we pay the tax? And Jesus said, well, we're sons. We're not, uh, you know, we we should be exempt. But he said, said, but so that we don't cause offense, go fishing. I'm sure Peter was scratching his head. What? What? Go fishing. He says, and when you pull that fish up out of the water, look in its mouth. Peter fished, and he looked in the fish's mouth. And what was there but a coin of the exact amount that they owed? For their temple tax. Can I tell you something? God is faithful. Trust him to be on your team. So, exchanging chastening for blessing, what should you do? Bring your tithe, test your God, expect his blessing, and trust his help. Look at verse 12. Then all the nations will consider you fortunate, for you will be a delightful land. God is saying, Israel... If you'll trust me and you'll do these things that I've told you to do, people are going to look at the land of Israel and they're going to say, What a blessed people they are. What a delightful people. What a pleasant land. Wouldn't it be something if people looked at the people of South Putin Baptist Church and they said, What a blessed people. What a pleasant place. I, I just see the touch of God and the hand of God upon his people in such a powerful way. What a blessed people! You see what God is saying? He's, he's given an invitation to partake in his best. We're going to have um, a, a time of invitation. I'm just going to give you an opportunity. I'm not asking for names. I'm not going to call you on the phone and say, where is your tithe? I don't know what people give anyway. Okay, just so you know. This is between you and God. But I've got two, two things up here that I'd like to give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord this morning, and I put my check mark on both of them, just in case you're wondering. I just want you to come up here, and if God has touched your heart, to be obedient to Him in the area of tithing. I just want you to come, take a pen, and put a check mark on there. And it's your way of saying, Lord, for the next six weeks, I'm going to test you. I'm going to do what your word says. I'm going to give a tithe of my income to you. And um, uh, so that's this one here. It's a a commitment between you and God to be obedient in the area of your tithe. But this one over here deals with two other commitments. Some of you may be in a situation where you already tithe. And so checking that one is not too hard for you because you're already doing it. Uh, but maybe you're not giving God the time that he deserves in your life. A daily, quiet time with God. That is a, a, a method of giving, isn't it? You're giving of your time to God. Um, also, giving of service to God. These are some ways that we give. Because it's not just our finances, although that's what this scripture that we just talked about is about. It's about your finances. But but it's about giving everything that we are to the Lord. So if you want to say, Lord, I I want for the next six weeks, I want to test you in this. To see if there will be a blessing on my life if I choose to have a daily time with you. Just give you an opportunity to come up here. Put your check mark there between you and God. Or six weeks, Lord, I want to I want to begin to serve you in a new way, put your check, or serve you in a continued way, put a check. Uh, but uh, you're just saying, Lord, I want to offer a gift to you in worship of all that you've done for me. And if that's your heart, I'm just going to, here in a moment, we're going to have an invitation. Uh, I'm going to ask that on the second verse, uh, you, you begin to come and do this. And uh, in the first verse... Um, I want to issue an invitation to uh, somebody who's, who may be lost here today. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to receive before you give. Uh, you need to receive the gift of salvation that God has given you in Jesus Christ. It's free for you, but it wasn't free for Jesus. He paid the price. He died for your sin. He rose again. And the Bible says if you're willing to surrender your heart and put your trust in him, he'll save your soul. He'll make you his child. If you need to do that this morning, uh, I'll be standing here at the front and just want to ask you to go ahead and come up during this first verse. or And you can come up after the first verse as well if you want. But, uh, but surrender your heart, and I will lead you in a, in a brief prayer of surrender. Uh, if somebody needs prayer, I'll also be up.